Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Uh, you said in that video that you're going to get to the bottom of this. What's your plan? Well, uh, I just got off the phone with uh, officials from Treasury and the FDIC. Uh, I, I must tell you, uh, I'm very disappointed that we're not talking about who the acquirer is and who's going to take care of the borrowers of this bank. Mm-hmm. Um, the auction process over the weekend failed. Um, during the weekend, they actually did receive a bid. I'd, I'd urged strongly that they should take the most competitive offer and uh, have a bank in place today when the market opened. Uh, indeed, they allowed, the, they allowed the bid to fail, and um, they've got now a, a situation where, you know, they say taxpayers on the, are not on the hook for this, mm-hmm. but every bank in America is going to get an increased fee based on the amount of the divots that has to be covered. And last time I checked, uh, banks in America pay taxes too. So mm-hmm. uh, this is something that we've got to navigate through. I, I really think that there's some serious questions here, though. Clearly... Silicon Valley Bank was mismanaged. Um, you know, they had very well-connected CEO who was on the board of the San Francisco Fed. I don't think enough people have asked, where was the San Francisco Fed in terms of its regulatory oversight? Were the regulatory you know, agencies asleep at the wheel here? Uh, was it a management team that was more focused on ESG and cashing out stocks than they were in managing their bank competently? Uh, there are many, many questions to be answered here, Joe. Are you using the word bailout then? Well, I would say that uh, if you talk about who's going to bear the brunt of this. Uh, it's, it's a matter of semantics when they say there will be increased fees yep. to banks throughout the system. Uh, those banks, again, will have to pay taxes. Uh, that's coming out of the, their, their, those fees coming out of their cost structure. Those fees will likely be passed along to, ten, to, to Tennessee and to, to national taxpayers. Here. So your so, point is they'll push uh, down those cost yeah. taxpayers end up pulling yeah. the bag anyway. You're right, what else Joe. did you learn on that call today? Was there news? Uh, because, boy, we've been in a news vacuum largely over the weekend uh, could there still be a deal, Senator? Well, uh, what, when, I, when I spoke with FDIC officials, they said that their intention was to put a process back together again. Uh, and they, they, had a, they had a bid. They informed me that they did have a bid for the bank over the weekend. They declined the bid, evidently. Uh, and they want to come back and uh, re, re, reattack this. I think it's going to be very, very difficult, though. And I tried to remind them that there are many, many borrowers here, small startup firms, that are now without uh, a banking relationship that has any certainty. Uh, this is going to create a knock-on effect in our high-tech sector. Uh, I hope that um, the, the efforts that they're making will certainly calm the deposit base in America. We've been very concerned about the impact of this on regional banks and you know, not, to, not to allow this to precipitate a massive move to the, uh, to the largest banks in America for safety. Uh, I hope that, that, uh, that, that those communications work and that, that that will sort of sort itself out. But I am still very concerned 
about the situation that we left ourselves in with specifically with Silicon Valley Bank, its borrowers, and the implications going forward. If the changes were not made to Dodd-Frank in 2018, would this still have happened? Well, Silicon Valley Bank uh, back in 2019 was a $70 billion bank. The, I, I understand the, um, the, the, the cries that have been, been, been lashed out here in the past couple of days trying to bring, blame this on the previous administration, but nothing, and, and they're talking about S-2155, yes. um, no, nothing under that law would have relieved the regulatory requirements on SVB. They, they would not have been included in any of this. Uh, again, this is a distraction. Really, the question is, what was management doing and what were the regulators doing that allowed them to miss this? You asked uh, the chair of the Fed just last week, Senator, about capital requirements for banks and tailoring as some changes uh, could be in the offing. I realize there's not a real proposal. The vice chair, though, is looking at this, looking at a study, and you were concerned about the end of tailoring. Does this change your view on that? No. My, my concern right now is just making certain that regulators are looking at what they should be. And uh, we have a situation here where you know, we've had a very rapid increase in interest rates. That's caused a number of the, the securities that are in the, quote, hold to maturity bucket in banks' balance sheets to go underwater. And what, what should have been happening was these banks should have been managing their interest rate risk. Uh, evidently, Silicon Valley Bank did not. Uh, they weren't anticipating liquidity requirements. When you have a, a customer base like Silicon Valley Bank's, a lot of startup companies that are running with no revenues, that are burning cash, uh, those demands are, are bound to be high. Uh, again, you have mismanagement here at, 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 as, as the culprit and a lack of oversight, in my view. As the president calls for a new bank regulation bill, would you support any legislation, Senator, that would tighten regulations on banks, specifically going back to that 2018 law? I, I, I'm certainly going to be taking a, a cold, hard look at all of this and looking at it anew. Uh, I don't think any regulation is perfect. There's always room for improvement. But it is amazing to me where you have an administration that always looks to put more regulations as the answer to everything, when actually it gets down to management competence and regulatory competence, I think, that are at the very core of this failure. I keep hearing ESG. You mentioned it quickly, Senator. Do we know that this bank was involved in uh, investments that were compromised somehow by an effort uh, to to make uh, ESG investors happy? What do you know about that? Well, they're, they're on the site, they tout a $5 billion uh, you know, investment in green projects. Uh, the, you know, the, the distraction from what's doing best for its shareholders, what's doing best for its depositors and customers uh, while trying to you know, market itself as a, as a green bank, that sort of thing. I, I view this as a distraction. Banks should be focused on the core business, uh, not on social justice and um, you know, other areas. The, the, the depositors and shareholders can do that with their own money. I don't think it's up to these bank management teams to do this. And uh, SVB was definitely engaged in that arena. What's your view, Senator, or the view even of the banking committee on, on the FDIC, uh, whether FDI insurance needs to be restructured? We've been hearing 250, uh, 250000 a, a lot lately. Should that be doubled? That number's been there a long time, hasn't it? Joe, I think the, the biggest question coming out of all of this, and uh, this is one that we've got to look at very hard, the actions taken over the weekend suggest that perhaps there's no such thing as an uninsured deposit in America. <laughs> That's what um, it looks like. You, you, you have a bank here with close to 90% of its depositors or its deposits in the uninsured category, yet they're all going to be taken care of. So I think the American public looking at this is going to ask some very basic questions regarding fairness. And uh, I think the, that we've put ourselves in a very challenging environment right now. 
uh, SVB, different from certainly banks in Tennessee. We don't have this uh, percentage of, um, of, of uninsured deposits in my home state. But here you had a lot of, um, you know, high, highly wealthy, um, you know, in, you know, depositors here, uh, different sorts of businesses maintaining large cash balances. It is a unique bank in many respects, but this has raised a specter of really whether there is any such thing as an uninsured deposit in America yeah, these days. Right. Should that number be at 250000 um, it, it, It's hard to say what the right number is right now. There's been so much inflation in the marketplace since that number was set. But I felt uh, for many years that that was a, certainly an adequate number yeah. for the everyday depositor. Uh, certainly that would be the case in my home yeah, state. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about a very different type of deposit base, though, that you had with that SVB, clearly um, it's just a different animal altogether. I'm talking with Senator Bill Haggerty. Here on Bloomberg Radio, serves on the banking committee and was briefed earlier by the Treasury and the FDIC. Is another bank in a fail, Senator, or is this it? Well, you know, Signature um, has, has been taken over today. Yes, I right. think there's a, a great deal of consternation about First Republic. They stopped trading. I understand trading is back up again on, on that bank. I really hope that we'll have clear messaging coming out of Washington today that, that helps calm the markets and you know, let's depositors understand exactly what's happening here. The last thing we need to do is uh, see a, a, a precipitous run based on misinformation or a lack of information. So I hope we have good communications coming out of the Treasury. Uh, I know they're working on that. Uh, hopefully that will help calm the markets. But there was no doubt. Um, I spoke, spoke with Chair Powell last night about this. Uh, today is going to be choppy as, as the market digests this information. We're certainly seeing that. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.